Hello and welcome to another edition of uh, Quick ValorCast. I'm only going to set this up for about 20 minutes because this is going to be for the uh, International Simulation Football League Ultimus Week. Yeah, I always do the podcast option because writing media usually burns me out in like an hour. So, I think it's better doing it this way. So, I probably get, we're going to talk to year one, past two, which we will talk about the playoffs. I think we're going to have to start off with, I think we're going to review last year's. Hang on, I need to go to do something real quick. Sorry about that. It just I had to just go to the bathroom, so <laughs> pretty awkward parts of the podcast. So to do this task, I'm going to have to pull up the index from S24 so I can give you a little bit of context. So the context here is, welcome to the middle of of S24. To get an idea, the best team in the league was Colorado by a wide margin. They finished 14-2, and in fact, we're on a nine-game winning streak. Second place in division, and making their first, and making only their second playoff appearance is the Sarasota Sailfish, who placed 12-4, and and we're on a two-game win streak. And the last team in making their second-ever playoff appearance as well, with a 7-9 record, is the Chicago Butchers. They even made it in on a minus-102 point differential, which is pretty ridiculous.
the AFC was a bit of a hot mess that year. San Jose somehow stumbled and got the one seed at nine and seven. The only reason they got it was probably because of a six and four because of a divisional tiebreaker. Oh, that pretty much bent Orange County as the number two seed, obviously. And somehow, New Orleans outlasting Arizona to get that last spot. Five minutes in, so we'll begin discussing about each individual game. We'll start with the teams who got the bye. First, we'll talk about the Yellow Knife in Colorado in the first round. In fact, Colorado kind of struggled this game. Score opened up with. A Dougie Smalls 42-yard field goal. Then at 6.07 left in the first, Leroy Jenkins catches a 22-yard pass for a TD, putting Colorado up 7-3. Colorado then proceeds to add to the damage. One minute left, McDummy brings it in himself for five yards, making the score 14-3. A lot of people think, are they really going to try to go up to the cursed score known as 21-3? But hold up. We'll talk about that incident. That would happen in 22 and not this Ultimus. Although we just recently had it. Second quarter, this has been a pretty quiet one. Except um, this, this quiet momentum was good for Yellow Knife. Because Bay got a touchdown to knock the lead down to four. With Mafia's Hanyadi getting a two-yard run. Almost immediately into the third quarter, Hanyadi strikes again, giving Yellowknife its first lead. However, this lead does not last very long, as Ashley Owens catches a pass from Wolfie McDummy to make it 21-17. Shortly followed by an accurate skyline two-yard run, Entering the fourth quarter, Yellowknife is holding on to a very slim margin. Fourth quarter, we only have one score to tell you about. It's a 41-yard kick from Silver Banana. This playoff game does, in fact, require o- require overtime, which is extremely rare in the sim. Where, at 11.34, Silver Banana kicks a 34-yard field goal, and the Yeti advanced to round two. Take a look at the stats here. No players realistically have broken out on offense. However, I do credit McDummy having... In fact, Jack was even the better overall passer. 22 for 37, 282 yards, averaging 12.8 yards a pass, and a pass rating of 83.4. McDummy did okay. 27 for 50. <laughs> 50 pass attempts. That's unheard of. 264 yards, averaging 9.8 yards per pass. 
two touchdowns. He did throw a pick. And a rating of 74.1. Rushing stats was pretty quiet on both ends. Except Mafia Sonny, he got shut down. Seven times for 17 yards, but still got two teams. McDonough got most of the rushing yards. Even 10 attempts for 60 yards. Receiving-wise, this is where Yellow Knife flourished. Especially... Kai Sakura got five catches for 114 yards. 222.8 yards per catch average. Pretty good. The best receiver for them was Jackson Kingston. He somehow beat out Lim Statwise, who had six catches for 71 yards. On defense, I think the best player who had the best day. On defense, I'd say Douglas Clay for Yellowknife. Four tackles, two sacks, and three pass deflections. And if you're wondering, you've got that. I got interrupted. So. Alright, we're going to try this again. So, I'm going to talk a little bit softer this time. Because I may have woke somebody up in the house. Next game we're going to talk about is Chicago visiting Sarasota. A game where Sarasota won 24-17. Starting off with a 54-yard kick by Sam Sidekick. 3-0 Chicago. I just can't do it in a light voice. Because I probably sound sick. 3-7 3-7 Sarasota, 13-yard pass from Rapitiliotron, high frost. Then a 27-yard kick by Jacoby Small. 10-13, Chicago then ties it with a Ben Rodriguez touchdown. Tied up at 10 at the half. Chicago eventually takes the lead on another 7-yard pass from Ben Rodriguez. To, but this doesn't last long. As James Angler ties the game at 17. This all ends with about a little less than three minutes to go. In the fourth where Dexter Banks ran into himself. This was a pretty decent quarterback game. As O'Donnell was 22-38, 253 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. A pass rating of 84.6. Well, Banks was 22 out of 42, 234 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, 84.8 rating. Receiving, I believe, 
Rodriguez probably had the best day. Four catches, 90 yards. And two TDs. Or I'd say Rain Gordon probably had the best. Or deep. Nothing notable on So, yeah. We'll talk about the other meaningful game, which was New Orleans and Orange County. This game got out of here quickly. Xila Nakamura got two back-to-back touchdowns, 14-0, followed by Forrest Gump run to make it 14-7. Mongo catches a pass for a TD, 21-7. Forrest Gump ties, puts it 21-14, and this is when things get out of hand. Alex D has a 46 yard, but becomes back to a three point game because of Ed Barker catching a 24 yard pass. Before Garfield Despacito Jr. puts the game away, make it 31 21. Now, Armstrong had a heck of a game 18 for 32, 264 yards, two touchdowns, and a pass rating of 104.2, which is pretty solid. Uh, receiving. I say rushing, I think Nakamura had the best 20 attempts for 81 yards. Receiving wise, I would say Jeffrey Phillips. This man is a freaking X. Five catches for 105 yards. This was surprisingly no turnovers. So, yeah. Orange County Poop Dog. <sighs> we move now on to Colorado and Sarasota for the NSFC Championship game. Let's just say, a whole lot of offense, not a lot of defense. Begin with an Ashley Owens eight yard rushing TD with Colorado up seven nothing. A few minutes later, Jacoby Jacob Small, almost a Jacoby, hits a fifty two yard field goal. A few minutes later, Rapatilia John gives Sarasota the lead. Only for Wolf McDummy to run it in and make it fourteen to ten. Colorado adds extra damage by a forty yard field goal to end the half. It is 17-10 Colorado at the halftime. Third quarter, we only have one score to report. Sarasota tying the game with a running back four-yard TD. Bumperman responds like two minutes late. Give Colorado the lead, and this is the go-ahead score. Sarasota would only be able to kick a field goal, and the ending result, Sarasota was just one TD away from the ultimate, but just didn't get it. Not very good day quarterback-wise, except Banks, 25 for 50, 355 yards, pass rating 73.3. Wolfie McDummy, that was a rough game for him. 14 for 24, 187 yards, two picks, and a passer 
48.4. Colorado relied more on the run game, so I'd say Ashley Owens probably put up the best stat rushing-wise. Receiving-wise, I'm going to say Sarasota's Michael with the block, who had six catches for 121 yards. On defense, I think the player who had the best stat, I'm going to say Jimmy Nakia. Eight tackles, two pass deflections, and a pick. But what was the big undoing that caused Sarasota to fall down? I 100% believe it's the penalty yards. Seven penalties for 46 yards compared to Colin, who only got three, but for 35. The AFFC one was, well, very uneventful. Low scoring. More of a defensive battle. No scoring in the first quarter. Orange County strikes first on a 39 yard field goal. At the halftime, it's only 3 nothing. Third quarter, San Jose scores and does not look back. Randall Cardrissian gets a 4 yard run. Fourth quarter, Jamar Laxon then runs it himself, followed by a Beth McDermott field goal. Orange County would not do anything. And this tur- game, fun fact, turned out to be the final game for Franklin Armstrong. Yes, the Sabercats ended his career. Armstrong just didn't do so well in this game. 17 for 30, 254 yards, a pick, and 70.7 pass rating. Well, Mon- Molly Jack also didn't do so well. 18 for 35, 213 yards, a pick, and 58.4 passer rating. Rushing-wise, I think San Jose rode on the back of Jamar Laxon, who had 24 attempts, 94 yards, and a 1 TD. Receiving-wise, I believe that DeAndre Thomas-Fox had the best day, who had 5 catches for 105 yards. On defense, I'd say... Okay, this is hard. He hate me pick six, got two tackles, a pass deflection, and a pick. I'd say that gets it. And now we have your Ultimus. Ultimus 24. San Jose going against Colorado. The ultimate David versus Goliath story. First quarter, teams exchange field goals. 21-yarder by Maddie, and 34-yarder by Silver Banana. Second quarter, there is... This is what Colorado probably made its biggest mistake in the game. Where McDummy gets picked off by Matt Krause, and, nope, and it is returned for a touchdown. A pick six, 62 yards. Put San Jose up 10-3. Modern Monty Jack would later throw a pass to Cartrissian, which would be good for a TD. It would still be 17-3. Third quarter, no scoring. Colorado does stage a comeback. Earl Saucepin throws a six-yard, gets a pass, and puts the score up in one. San Jose almost shoots themselves in the foot because they get tackled for, they get sacked in the end zone for a safety. But it's too little too late.
Body Jack is 12 for 21, 122, 1 TD, no picks. McDummy, 21 for 34, 184 yards, a touchdown, a pick, which turned out to be a Mick pick six. How ironic is that? 73.7 yards. The best day running back-wise is once again going to be Jamar Laxon, who had 22 yards attempts for 94 yards. Receiving-wise, uh, this is pretty low. But I'd probably say Tychondrius Hood, three catches for 68 yards. Defense-wise, this was a lot of sacks. But I'd probably say the one who had pick, I'd say either Tyrone Brackenridge, just 10 tackles a sack, two pass deflections. Or I'd like to say Matt Krause, eight tackles, three pass deflections, and the pick six. And that will be it. Thank you for listening.